and welcome to episode 16 of the paul norton podcast now today's podcast is a little bit different and it's not one i've done before just want to say when i started off on these podcasts i never really expected the response that i've received from not only my clients but from just random people and i actually had a girl from Denmark um, on Wednesday um, sent me a message, an email saying how much my podcast has helped her just get motivation and get back on track and that to me like it honestly nearly brought a tear to my eye and just to get them kind of messages and them emails of people it just makes me want to do more and more and even when you guys shared on your stories and that kind of stuff it just it's just amazing that I can get the message across to so many other people, but also the fact that you've took time of your day to listen to me, you know, waffle on. But at least the stuff I waffle on about, you know, it's making a difference in your life in some shape or form. Now, today's podcast is just going to go back on some questions I got asked a week on my story. So... If you don't follow me on Instagram, just look for Paul Norton Fitness. And I just put up a bit of a poll last week and just asked people what the most common things they struggle with. But every week I seem to get the same similar questions. So I just thought today I would go through five or six questions and it's just going to help you understand as well in other areas. Now, this question gets asked so much nearly on a daily basis whenever I do questions and even from just random people and that is the best way to tone your tummy area including what's the best food for fat loss now there's this whole misconception out there that if you do 15 crunches or all this kind of other stuff that you're magically going to get, you know, a toned body. But unfortunately, that's not how it works. Losing fat and losing weight is not about doing 100 crunches. It's not about doing, you know, a 59 hour plank like that lady done last year. You know, losing fat, and especially in lower area, for a female, we got to understand that a female is always going to have the hardest time when it comes to losing body fat. Now, if you're a female and listen to this, you will know how frustrating it is that you find it so hard to lose weight on your lower area. And I guarantee you, you'll notice that your arms get toned, your shoulders get toned, your upper body gets a lot more. It loses fat compared to your lower body. If you're a male listening to this, you're going to get frustrated because you find it so easy to get your legs toned up, to get your, you know, your bum shape, but you find it so hard to lose upper body fat. Now, the reason why this is, is as a female, females are the reason why we are here today. So your body basically has the best defense mechanism there is out there, meaning that it's gonna hold on to that fat for as long as possible. 
So females hold fat in the lower area. One reason is that fat there is to protect your reproductive organs. So you gotta imagine, if your body is low on food, it's not really gonna to want to, first of all, let you get rid of that fat. Your body needs you to basically give birth and it needs you to survive pregnancy and also be able to nurture your newborn baby. So that means that if you run out of food, your body is gonna to have to use that food, that fat stores as food. So the reason you find it so hard to burn off that lower body fat is not because you're not doing the 100 countries, 100 countries, the bit of a tongue twist there. It's, it's not because you're doing 100 crunches, there we go, or it's not because you're not doing a 59 hour plank, it's simply because of how the female body works. It needs that fat down there. It needs you to hold on to that fat for as long as possible. Because if it was to just burn that fat off easy and just get rid of it, if you were to run out of food, you would die pretty quick. So the reason for this is because you are a female. Now, that's not saying that's not gonna happen, because it will happen. But we just need to be patient. Like doing crunches and doing planks and doing Russian twists, it's gonna help with your core strength, but it's not gonna make you lose fat in the lower area. That's probably a big fitness myth is that you need to be, you know, there's no there's no spot reduction. You can't just point at your bicep and say, okay, bicep, we're gonna do bicep curls now and we're gonna burn the fat off there. It's not how it works. Imagine this, imagine you have a swimming pool, right? And let's say you have the swimming pool and we break it up into six different lanes. Now let's say lane one is arms, lane two is legs, lane three is abs, lane four is shoulders, and lane four is, lane five is your bum. Now if we were to get a bucket and start bucketing stuff out of lane five, which is lane five, what happens? The whole pool goes down. It's not just that one area, so your body's the very same. When we're burning fat, it's gonna burn the whole area. Doesn't happen just in just one spot reduction. So that's the biggest insight you can know is that you can't just, if you work your legs or work your arms, it's not gonna do any difference. It's gonna get you stronger, and yes, you're gonna build muscle, but you also need to be in a deficit to lose body fat. But again, back to the original question, just take your time, right? just look at the small stuff, look at the small wins. Now I've got um, a female client and all her weight is stored in her chest. And every female is different. I've got some females, all their fat is stored in their hips. I've got other females, all their fat is stored in their bum. So there's no really right or wrong answer here. But as a female, losing body fat is extremely, extremely hard compared to a male. We just have to have patience. So you doing all them million exercises is probably doing more harm than good because you're going to tweak some. Just stick to the basics. Have a good program that's working the whole body. Make sure your nutrition's good. And the biggest thing is make sure that you're working around your menstrual cycle because that's absolutely huge. Now, this one has actually come up in the last month, I think I counted 12 times this, this same question. And the question was, 
my trainer has me eating 1200 calories each day is that too much i am starving now the question is a bit confusing as you know but let's go back to 1200 calories 1200 calories is the nutrition requirement for a grown child i say that again 1200 calories is the nutritional the nutrition requirements of a grown child when anyone is on 1200 calories it's absolutely ludicrous there should be no reason why you're on 1200 calories granted some females may have pcos some other females have, may have other conditions that they may have to be on 1200 calories to get the same response as someone who hasn't got pcos but the majority of females should not be on 1200 calories it is absolutely crazy when you restrict your calories that low you are at a risk of losing your menstrual cycle which is called anemia. losing your menstrual cycle is a result of having low calories so let's get back to the first question where your body needs you to survive if your body thinks you are starving it is going to shut off systems that it does not need so if your body wants to save energy it's not going to shut off your brain it's probably not going to shut off your heart but it is going to shut off your reproductive system reason is you don't need that to survive so when you restrict your calories so low to that extreme the first thing that is going to get disrupted will be your reproductive system it could take females years to get this back and when you're restricting calories so low it is extremely dangerous it just it's not safe i have never have any of my clients on that restrictive calories unless they have pcos but apart from that no one's body needs to be that low to be in a deficit 1400 in some cases but that is the lowest I will ever take any of my clients. Every client's different. There's not one system fits all. But at some stage, you might come down as low as 15, maybe 14, but you're always going to go back up. 1,200 calories, if any trainer gives you a 1,200 calorie diet, yes, you're going to get great results. You're going to get fantastic results, but you're going to be starving. A lot of these eight-week, 12-week challenges, I was doing a challenge not long ago and i'm a i'm a put this into concept i'm currently on three and a half thousand calories and at that i'm just maintaining my weight when i done this challenge with these other peoples who i'll mention who they had my calories down as low as 1650 calories 1650 i lost my erection nearly it was absolutely ridiculous and I done it just as a test because I wanted to see what other coaches and trainers do. But they had me down at 1650. And I done the step by step, I done everything that says, but because of that, I lost my erection. I was starving. And yes, I lost weight really, really quickly, but it wasn't good, I wasn't healthy. Never ever restrict your calories to a point where you're starving. It's okay to be hungry, Hunger is only, it's only hormones. But to be starving, to be grumpy, to be narky, to lose your erection, to lose your menstrual cycle, 
that's not on and it's not acceptable. So you should not be on 1200 calories unless there's a valid reason. If your coach or trainer gives you 1200 calories, it's a crime example that he wants to get quick results. He doesn't want to do the hard yards because weight loss and fat loss is not an easy game. It's not a walk in the park. It takes time. It takes consistency. It takes great habits. I tell everyone, all my clients, if you have one good week now, maybe two good weeks, you're going to have three or four bad weeks. It's never going to be a plain road when it comes to weight loss, especially when it comes to female bodies because it's always going to go up and down, up and down, up and down. Now, this is another great question. Should I cut out pasta and carbs to lose weight? Absolutely not. If you cut out carbs and pasta, yes, you will lose weight. You're going to lose water weight. You know, carbohydrates is good for storing water in your body. As soon as you cut out carbohydrates and cut out um, pasta, rice, all that stuff, yes, you will lose weight, but it's water weight. When you have carbohydrates, it's, it tends to let you hold, your body holds a lot more water retention. So with carbs, you're going to hold more water, so you have more weight. When you stop having carbs, yes, you're going to lose weight, but you're not going to lose fat. That's the biggest thing we have to realize. Carbohydrates are a fuel source for the brain. They're the main fuel source, apart from oxygen, that the brain needs to run on. Do you ever notice why if you haven't ate for a full day, you've had no carbohydrates, and you just you feel like your brain fog, nothing is working right? It's because your body is being starved with glucose. So we have to realize that carbohydrates is not bad, fat's not bad, protein's not bad, chocolate's not bad, sugar's not bad, but everything gets demonized because everyone's quick results. I was doing some research on social media yesterday and I done some stats here, I have the stats here. That's my stats I found. I found 15 trainers, who preach that you shouldn't have carbohydrates in your diet, so basically paleo diet. I found 27 who preach keto diets, ketos are the only diet. I found 14 who deem sugar. Sugar is the reason why we, we get fat. I have another one is vegan, so the vegan diet is the best diet and that came up with 27 people and then we have vegetarian which was 24 people who again blame the, this is the best diet this is the best diet and lifestyle and all these diets they're all doing the same thing they're preaching that this is why and how you lose fat it's absolutely crazy i had Another study, and this is quite funny, there was five coaches online who blamed having breakfast is the reason why we gain weight, that we shouldn't have breakfast. And then that leads into intermittent fasting, which again, all these different diets and different plans and different fads, they all come from the same theory, it's science. To lose body fat, to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit simple you consume more energy than your body requires to move on a daily basis so 
if your body requires 2,000 calories to just be alive and to maintain itself, well, you need to consume 1,500 calories to then be in, you know, like a 25% deficit. My maths isn't that great, but it's, you know what I'm saying. So you should never give a pasta or carbs or none of that stuff. Now, if you're insulin resistance, then there may be a argument to say that, yes, reduce your carbohydrates. But even at that level, with any of my females with PCOS, I would recommend that you have your carbohydrates before and after a workout or have your carbohydrates in the evening. You know, carbohydrates again is break down the glucose, which is sugar. So if you're insulin resistant, you don't want to be overloading your body with too much glucose. But if you have insulin resistance, the best way to get insulin sensitive is to do weight training. So when you're in the gym doing your weights, that's the best way to get that insulin pumping and getting it going better. So you got to imagine if you've got PCOS and insulin resistance, the best way to regulate that is going to be weight training, putting your body under load. From that then, you can then say, have your carbohydrates before and after. But that is the only time I would ever mention cutting carbs out of any diet is only for insulin resistance. And even at that, we're just looking to reduce the carbs and have them around our training cycle or have them in the evenings. But for the general population, you do not need to give up carbs and please do not give up any kind of carbohydrate. Save the spuds. Like, you should come to Ireland. If you told people in Ireland that, you know, to give up spuds, they would probably shoot you, to be fair. So, save the spuds. Now, big question, big question again. Will lifting weights make me bulky? Now, this come in from a female and absolutely not. There's this whole concept, you gotta imagine, it comes back down to social media and magazines. Now, I know um, some CrossFit females. I currently am friends with a CrossFit. She was actually in the CrossFit Games, and on TV, she looks like an absolute, she looks like a machine. She looks like she's, you know, absolutely this monstrous figure. But in real life, she's teeny tiny. You wouldn't even know it. She has tone definition in her arms, but she's definitely not what she looks like in the magazines or on the TV. We've got to imagine, what we see on TV is just, it's meant to catch your eye. You know, if you had um, a female who was lifting weights and just looked like she was in good shape, or you had a female who was lifting weights and she looked like she was just a huge, monstrous, bulky build you're probably going to catch your eye and probably buy that magazine before you buy the other one because the other one's a bit plain and simple this whole concept of getting bulky you don't get bulky lifting weights you gotta imagine if you're looking to get toned which is a massive word now getting toned just means building muscle dropping body fat that's all it is but to get toned you have to lift weights now Unless you're injecting yourself with testosterone, you're not going to get bulky. You're not going to get bulky from lifting weights. You're just going to burn fat and you're going to build muscle. Females haven't got the genetics, they haven't got the hormones, they haven't got anything the factors that males have to get that massive bulky look. And even at that, 
a lot of males that get bulky are on steroids they're on the juice a lot of stuff we see on social media is it's just made for show it's made to look pretty it's made to look like the action man and barbie you know era to kind of just push fitness that you have to be this way and that's not what it's all about so lifting weights will not make you bulky if you look at any of my clients transformations all lift weights they've all got amazing results when you're lifting weights basically let's just say you're lifting weights you're doing bicep curls when you lift weights you're breaking down your muscles now when you break down your muscles they have to repair themselves so what happens is when the muscle breaks down that muscle is going to absorb nutrients such as you know carbs proteins all the rest to repair that muscle when it repairs that muscle that muscle is you know building more fibers building more muscle fibers so generally it's getting bigger now when you're in a deficit you're going to drop body fat so as you drop body fat your muscles are getting you know they're basically getting a small bit bigger that's what toning is but you're not going to get bulky where you're like arnold going around massive 55 inch arms that's not what it's about lifting weights has so much benefits when it comes to joints when it comes to getting stronger when it comes to mobility when it comes to feeling empowered the biggest thing you can do especially if you're a female is lifting weights the i actually had a client this week and she's probably listening to this very podcast and she's going to smile but i set her a goal um, last year of 40 kg bench press 60 kg squat this week she smashed it she absolutely nailed it she sent me a picture of her doing 40 kg bench press that's insane for a female like and that's just giving her a whole boost of confidence like she's just a new person she's she feels like she has a purpose she feels like that her hard work in the gym has been paying off just because the scales haven't moved, that doesn't mean that you don't get results. And she is a great example. So again, please don't be afraid to lift weights. Weights are going to be your best friend. Just for a tone up, you want to you build muscle. Building muscle is, is what you want to do. You have to build muscle if you want to get toned. Dropping body fat as well. These all play a massive part. Now, big question. Paul, how can I stop binge eating? Binge eating is a massive, massive topic. And it comes down to two factors. You've got two scenarios. A lot of binging will happen for females when they're on the luteal phase. So generally, you'll have your period week one, which is day one to day seven. That's generally when your period comes. Day seven to 14, 14 when you're in ovulation. That first one to 14 days is your follicular phase. That's generally the week when everything is, is normal. It's when you want to die the hardest and train the hardest. Now, let's look at 14 to 21, 21, 28. That's your luteal phase. Now, on this second phase, especially in that week four, a female's metabolism will spike. What this means is your body is going to require an extra one to maybe 200 more calories. Glucose levels tend to drop, so you're, all, you're going to be low in energy. This when binging happens because your body wants carbs, it wants glucose. It knows what carbs do to your body, it wants glucose. This is when binging happens because you're already feeling sluggish, you're feeling down, you're feeling crappy, everything is against you. 
Once you have one bag of crisps or one handful of tail, it keeps on going and going. And before you know it, you can't really stop. The biggest thing for binging in this scenario is track your cycle. There's apps out there that can track your cycle. If you can track your cycle and know where you're where you are at in your cycle, that's gonna make a huge, huge difference. Now, there's a few things we can do here. When it comes to that part of the cycle, we need to understand that have more food. Now, this could be a case of having a piece of chocolate. It could be a case of having two or three bits of extra fruit on that week of your cycle. It could be a case of just having a sugary sweet once a day, two sugary sweets to get the calories, to get them calories and sugar levels up. Once your body has enough glucose, I can promise you this, it's not going to crave anymore. Now, for the general population, whether you're male or female, the biggest thing of binge eating is boredom. And I've learned this the hard way. Is when you're bored, you will easy snack away. Easy. If you're you know, on the couch watching Carnation Street or you know, watching Game Changers on Netflix or something silly like that, you're going to get bored. You're going to go for the ice cream. You're going to have not one biscuit, we have 15 biscuits. When have you ever, ever gone for a pizza and had one slice and then put the rest away? Never. You know, when I've gone on my way last journey, I've often gone to the pizza place and just asked for half a pizza. And they think I'm absolutely crazy. They say, what do you mean? And I say, I'll have half a pizza. And they'll say to me, well, we can't, we, can, we can't do that. And I say, why can't you? I left, and they say, I'll charge you for the full pizza. And I will say, that's fair enough. I'll have half the pizza and I'll pay for a full one. Because what would happen if I was to get that full pizza? I'd eat it all. I don't need a full pizza. I just want a slice or two. When we go to the supermarket, how many times have you gone for a bar of chocolate and you've come back with a 24 pack of penguin bars or you know, multi-pack of monster munch? Always. Because we see this big red sign cheaper value buy one for two euros or two dollars or buy 25 packets for 350 and instantly we always go for the higher value because we think we're smart by saving money but really we're not because we might be saving money but we're going to probably gain a couple of kg because of it over time you know over not overnight you have to in it's in context terms so how about this? If you're going to go buy a multi-pack, which I hope you don't, but just put in the back of the cupboard. You know, if I go, if I buy hobnobs or buy chocolate, I'll make sure that I put it at the back of the cupboard every single time. Why? Because when I open the press, I don't want to see it there. I've got a client in New Zealand, and she's the very same. She has kids and they have sweets and chocolate, but she makes sure that it's hid at the back of the press every single time so it means that when she opens her press on a daily basis she hasn't got this chocolate or sweets or biscuits jumping in front of her trying to tempt her and it may sound simple but it may sound silly but it's these little tricks you have to have to do habits are the baseline of anything that you're going to do but as far as binging it's just about making them little choices if you're going to have the chocolate bar say to yourself do I need a multi-pack? Like, do I really want to buy 25 packets? 
because you don't. Unless you're going to eat all in 25 packets there and then, don't need them. You don't need them. Buy a bar of chocolate, buy two bars of chocolate, buy some hell top ice cream. But don't buy the multi-pack just for the sake of it, because that's what happens. You know, if you were to see you know, some bananas or some lettuce, let's say lettuce, the so lettuce is on sale, you can buy one lettuce for two euro, or you can buy 25 heads of lettuce for 99 cent. I'm pretty sure that you're not going to buy the 25 lettuces because you'll say, um, I don't have room, or um, they might go off. But when it comes to a multi-pack of biscuits or sweets or chocolates, we have no problem doing it. So again, binging is down to our environment. It's down to what we do and, and, and where we are. And that's just the way it is. You know, if you're dating someone and they have a massive sweet to, especially if it's, if it's a guy, you know, and you're a female, you're going to go to the house and they're going to be eating in front of you. And that's really, really hard to not resist. In that situation, if you are on a weight or loss, weight loss and fat loss journey, you need to say to this guy, hey, look at Johnny or Paddy or Mike, whatever his name is, you know, I'm on, I'm doing this, I'd love you, you can support me. And that's all you have to, you just have to communicate and talk because if you don't tell him, he's not going to know. I've often been in situations where I've said to my partners, hey, look at, you know, I'm really struggling to lose weight. Um, would you be able to maybe not eat in front of me or not have them sweets around the house? And they're fine. They actually respect me more for being honest. It's these little tricks we need to do to stop binging. Binging is from bad habits. It's just, it's just bad habits. You know, we don't binge on lettuce or we don't binge on apples or that kind of stuff. But we binge on the stuff that are easy and convenient. And, you know, it's like if you won the lotto. If you were to win the lotto in the morning, it's easy. But it's harder to work for that same amount of money. Very same as weight loss and fat loss. It's not an easy road. So we need to get out of this, this era of binge eating and stop blaming everything on binge eating. You know, it's not genetic. It's not, you don't inherit it from anyone. It's from the habits that you've thrown yourself in. So just think of this, just making the small habits better. If you are gonna buy chocolate, make sure you buy just one chocolate or one biscuit. Put the biscuits in the back of the press, you don't see them every day. If you're in your partner's house or someone else's house, make sure you say that you're on a journey, can you support you? I get this lot where, you know, I've gone to my parents' house and they've just fed me all the crap. But I say this to them. I say, right, Sally, you've got a husband? She goes, yep. Yeah. And he goes, in, you're living at home, just you and your husband? Yep. Yeah. And he goes, in that same house is 25 naked men, absolutely beautiful men that, you know, they were just sculpted, they were just, just everything you can dream, everything you can dream of. She goes, oh yeah, okay. And I go to her, would you cheat on your husband? And she goes, of course not. No, why would I? That's a silly question. And I goes, that's all I'm asking for. The reason why she wouldn't cheat on her husband is because she values and loves her husband dearly. Even though there's 25 naked men in that living room, in her house all day long, she has the power and resistance to say no because she values her relationship and her husband at a highest level. So when it comes to binge eating, if that's surrounded in your life, it can't be a reason why we're binging. You have to say no. 
you have to find yourself the value in what you're doing. If you want to look good in that dress, if you want to feel confident in your own skin, if you want to feel the best shape you've ever been in, feeling sexy, having better sleep, having better stress or less stress, having better sex life, all comes from the one thing you're trying to achieve, which is weight loss and fat loss. But to get there, we have to value it high enough so that we don't give into temptation. That's my input on that question there. So it's a good analogy. I've used that analogy so much times with my clients and it's been a game changer. I've got my clients when I was in the gym floor in New Zealand. I got my clients to put that in their phone, their daily notes. I'll say like, you know, Lisa, you know, I love my husband and there's 25 naked men in my living room. And you know, just that same scenario. And I just get her to look at every single day and would you believe her doing that every single day for 21 days built a habit in her head that was it stuck she then didn't feel the need to binge and that's just the power of habits now big question um hey paul i've done slimming worlds and weight watchers and lost akg but this week i gained back 3kg please help now this is a big topic for me because my mum went through the exact same my mum struggled really hard with weight loss and her fat loss journey and I seen her go through some horrible times just not feeling good enough in her own skin because of, of these clubs and basically the one she was doing used to go to the local hall every Friday, stand up in front of all the locals, probably 15, 20, maybe 30 people there in the room, stand up on the stage, stand the weighing scales, and if your weight didn't go down, you get ducked to the point. Absolutely nonsense. It just it's broke a heart. Now, these old slimming clubs don't take into consideration, you know, your menstrual cycle, menopause, perimenopause, none of that stuff. They just don't factor it in. Now, the biggest thing with any of these clubs is they restrict you too much. They're trying to, they're trying to restrict your calories or restrict your food. Got to realize that any weight loss, fat loss is going to come from being in a deficit. It's, it's science. It's, it's there. Like it's in black and white. Every, there's no bad or good diet. I don't mind if any of my, I've got clients who do keto. I've got some clients who do paleo. I've got clients who are vegans. I've got clients who are vegetarians. I've got all my clients have all got different ways of doing things. They all have their own tailored suits, tailored dresses, but we all have the same. We're all going to the same, the same. We're all going to the same dance. Imagine that. Imagine your. Imagine a diet is like a tailored suit. Just because our tailored dress and suit, just because it fits you, doesn't mean it's going to fit Sally down the road. But we all have our own tailored suit and we all have our own tailored dress. And we're all going to the exact same dance hall, the exact same disco, the exact same party. That's the way you look at diets. No diet is superior. It's all, it's all the same principle. You know, we're all going to get the same ticket, which is calorie deficit. We're all going to go to the same dance hall, have a boogie. So you no matter what, diets are the exact same way. Just because you do vegan or you do paleo, it's all down to principle of calorie deficit. No matter what you do, whether you're counting calories, whether you're 
sending pictures whether you're just doing two meals a day whether you're three meals a day whether you're doing intermittent fasting it's all the same principle but when you do these slimming worlds you know you restrict your calories so much and a lot of these slimming worlds will strip away your your carbohydrates now as i spoke before carbohydrates play a massive part in the body and yes if you cut out carbohydrates you're probably going to lose two or three or four or five or ten kg easy you know easy but the biggest thing to realize is as soon as you have them carbs again you're going to put back on the weight if not a bit more because your body's going to be like holy heck here we are let's have some fun when i do these podcasts i'm trying to make it as simple as possible i can give you all the scientific terms that i've learned but there's no point because i listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of people say these fancy words and it's going to go straight to your head so let's keep it easy as easy as possible so yes when you restrict your carbohydrates you're going to lose water weight that's that happens like because as i said carbohydrates let your body hold water as soon as you put them back into your diet your body's having to feel less like it's like a roller coaster it's like hey ha you know and then you just put back on two or three or four or five kg of, of water weight so that's the biggest reason you've got to realize that fat loss and weight loss is completely different they're just they're two separate scenarios so just please don't if you're listening to this podcast don't get caught up in what the weighing scales does because the weighing scales is never going to be a true story now my final question of the day it's not a question it actually comes up very regularly and i'm quite open to talk about it it's hey paul i've never heard a coach mention sex before why is this um it's a great question and i get asked this so much and it's very true i'm actually trying to get trying to find someone to talk to about sex like a sex coach but i'm finding it very difficult there's not many people out there that speak about sex and fitness and i don't see why because we got to imagine when we're looking to feel confident and good in our own skin what are we doing it for like there's no point hiding elephant in the room we all want to have better sex we all love having sex sex is what we are here that's what we do is what we've done since the very beginning of human evolution is sex we all love having great sex and i know from experience when last year or two years now 15 months now when i was 110 kg my sex drive was it was shocking i was so embarrassed i was just didn't want to be there i would never have the lights on i'd cover myself i just wouldn't feel confident having sex and i can tell you now since i've lost all my 26 kg my sex drive has never been higher my sex everything is just better i've got more confidence so the reason i talk about sex is because it's so important every single female i speak to and train before and after after they've worked with me their sex drive has gone out the roof like every week the last probably 10 weeks now if a different clients text me saying paul my sex drive has gone off the roof you would have seen on my stories if you follow me on instagram if not paul norton fitness bit of a plug there for you but sex drive to me is massive because 
Yes, we want to lose weight and lose fat and feel good in our own skin, but what's it for? It's not so we can, you know, go to the local shop there, local butcher, and, and, and get a compliment. It's because we want to feel amazing in our own skin. It's because we want to have, you know, passionate, better sex with our partners. And it's not even about sex. It doesn't matter if you're with someone or not with someone. It's about just having them feelings again. Feeling confident in your own skin that you can go talk to a guy. Feeling confident that you can go talk to a random stranger and ask for the number. Feeling confident that you can, you know, go up to a random guy or a random girl and give him a kiss, you know, have that confidence. So it's not all about just having sex, but sex is really important in fitness and not many people speak about it and I don't know why. Everyone goes on and loves to talk about calorie deficits and all this other stuff and, this, and the biggest one I've seen is like, you can eat what you want, you know, you can still get the results, have beer, but yeah, that's fair enough, but it's not the big, it's not the bigger picture. We all know what I'm about, and that's improving confidence, motivation, self-worth, improving sleep quality, reducing stress, and having better sex life, increasing sex drive. Six main pillars, they have to improve, but it all comes back down to that sex drive, that libido, you know, it's such a feeling when you feel good in your own skin, but when you're feeling confident to have sex with the lights on, when you're feeling confident to look in the mirror having sex with your partner, when you're feeling good enough and you look into their eyes and you see that connection and they're the exact same, that's the feeling I wanna help every single person create because it's magical. And I know how many people out there are suffering from being overweight and having low confidence, not motivated, and having poor sex drive and sex quality. And every female I speak to go through the exact same issue. And they're baffled that a coach and a guy brings it up. And I will openly ask my clients about their sex drive and their sex life because if I'm going to coach someone, I have to know everything that I can improve. And again, as it says, as the weeks go on, their sex quality improves. And that's the biggest thing. Because that just reinforces everything that I teach my clients, but also as a whole and how important it is. So I think that answers the question. Again, I'm going off track, but just coach don't mention it because they're probably just fear that people might judge them for talking about sex and fitness but for me it's what I've experienced is what all my females struggle with every female I speak to struggles with you know understanding their menstrual cycle but also having poor sleep and increased stress and, and just poor sex quality and sex drive your sex hormone is a massive part of your body so it needs to be in top shape So that is all for today, short and sharp. I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I do and looking forward to what these podcasts are going to bring because I've got a good few guests lined up and some exciting guests. And as I was saying, I'm still trying to, I've got a sleep guy coming on, which is very excited about that. Also looking to get some 
sex gurus on as well and some stress gurus mental health gurus and just tie it all in together because my aim with this podcast is if i can just help one person if this resonates with just one person and makes them think jeez yes i understand and i i i know now what to do to make improvements that's all i'm after just one person and again if you're listening to this please share in your stories you know send it to your friends the more you can share in your stories the more it'll help just one person anywhere across the world anywhere but i'm humbled that i'm able to give you this opportunity to listen to me and if it makes you giggle that's even better and, and you learn my aim is to make it as simple as possible i want to help you yes lose weight and lose fat and yes another you know another online coach in a podcast but my point of difference is i want to be able to make it as simple as possible i know my stuff but i'm not going to complicate it with these fancy words and to make it complicated make it as easy as possible for you to listen to have a bit of a laugh and understand things in an easier way because that's all it's about you know fat loss and weight loss is not just about deficits in food it's all about like your brain and, and mental health and like habits are huge like it's it's your habits that either get your results don't get your results and that's the biggest thing it's not about saying right sally you have to be on 1200 calories and you're going to lose weight you know poor sally there sally's used to having cake and biscuits and sweets and chocolate poor sally's 120 kg poor on 1200 calories she's going to last two days and that's just going to crash and burn if i train sally i'll have sally building habits i say sally have your biscuits, you know, have your coke, have your cakes. Let's just take our time. And over time, we'll reduce the biscuits, we'll reduce the cake. We'll just do things slowly but surely, whatever works for her. 12 months down the line, Sally is now 70 kg. Sally is loving life. Sally is as happy as she's ever been. Sally lasts more than two days. See the difference? I can complicate it by, by telling Sally to have a calorie, have a carb, have a macro, or I can make it simple. Everything I do with my clients, whether it be online or when, when it was face-to-face, was just making things simple. So this podcast, again, was about making things really simple. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I have, and I will speak to you all next week. Adios.